Okay, Kevra, so we're going to get started. Um, we are uh, we are now at the beginning of the... We began with the story of the Tam last week, after a few uh, weeks of introduction. We began with the actual story of the Tam. And at the end of the last week's uh, class, we were speaking about the the Tam and his his initial his initial existence through the lens of, of Rav Arush. And um, we're going to now switch gears and tag, tag off to, to Rav Kivak again and hear his initial take on the initial, the initial paragraph of the Tam. Now, um, as is his way, we're going to see it's going to go into some deep things and it's going to approach things in a different way than we saw last week. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very gishmak. And I happen to think that this back and forth between Rav Shalom Arush and Rav Nissen David Kivak gives us a very, very beautiful perspective of this, of this story. So, let's go. So the story said like this, Hatam Hanal, Lamad Malachas Ratzanus. So the Tam that we, that we discussed began to learn the work of being a shoemaker. And since he was a simple person, he had to learn for a long time until he got it. And he wasn't he wasn't like an expert in this type of work. And he married a woman. He got married to a wife. He got his he earned a living from his work. And since he was simple, he wasn't such an expert in his work. Therefore, his his parnasa, his his uh, his livelihood, was slim pickings. It was kind of it wasn't so simple. It wasn't a lot. It was pressing, and it was bitzimtum. It was very constricted. And he had he didn't even really have time to sit down and, and eat long meals, proper meals, because he had to work a lot in order to because he wasn't so good at his at his job yet. Rak just rather while he was working, when he would he would pierce a hole with the all AWL in the leather. And he would put in and take out the thick string of the thread of the of the sewing, the sewing thread, the thread of the sewing, the sewing thread. Just like shoemakers are known to do. Right? You know, when you're working with leather, if you're if you're sewing a, a regular garment, you could just take a needle and sew it like normal. But if you're working with leather, you have to first take a, an awl. It's like a pointy, sharp metal thing. You got to first punch a hole in the leather, and then you have to. And the, the the because leather is strong, also the thread has to be very strong. So it's a thick thread that you have to thread in and out. By the way, it's the same thing when uh, in the Torah, when someone, a Jewish slave who wants to remain a slave, right? A Jewish slave is not allowed to is only allowed to be kept as a slave for for seven years. But if after seven years, this Jewish slave says, I want to stay a slave to my master, I don't want to go free, then he has to be pierced through his ear with an awl, the same thing. 
and then uh, and then he becomes a, a slave ongoing. For how long? So it's it's bad because okay, the reason it's bad over there. This is a total side point, by the way. But <laughs> because because we we're only supposed to be slaves to Hashem, servants slash slaves to Hashem. We're not supposed to be servants or slaves to anyone else. So to voluntarily put yourself into such a situation, Hashem doesn't like so much, right? So he says, the ear that heard, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Elokeinu Hashem Echad, or Anoichi, I am I am Hashem, your God, don't have any other masters but me, the ear that heard that should be pierced. Says a reminder, this is not the best thing to do, right? Anyway, side point. But this is what he does. This is what this is what the the shoemaker does. The 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 tam he pierces a hole in the leather with an awl, a w l, and then he sews the thick thread back and forth. Seemingly unnecessary details. The way shoemakers do. And then in the middle of doing that, he'd be sewing. He'd grab a piece of bread and would eat. So says the story. So we're going to see some awesome stuff here today from, uh, from Kivak on this story. So st- stick with me, because it's going to get a little bit deep, but we're going to understand it, I promise. Okay, so Marseya, the word Marseya is the word for all, A-W-L, the piercing tool, right? Meturgam Nol is also sometimes translated as a Nun Vav Lamed, Nol, which I've seen translated as, as a, um, a loom, a thing for weaving, but it really just means like a like a tool used for for gar- garment making, right? A few different 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 ways to see it. Nol, miloshen, efes veklum, from the loshen of of absolute nothingness of nothing, right? I don't, I'm not sure exactly if he's saying nol like like nil like nothing like zero, right? If if, if that's what he's saying over here, but that's that's what that's what it means. And and you see that he's using it here to make to make a hole, like to make a space of nothing, right? So this concept of using this marzea, this all to pierce a hole, is just it's it's like it's like an act of kind of nothing, nothingness. So he says, nekev He makes a hole in the shul. Lahair beor haguf nekev shel bittel to let's say illuminate within. The the, the 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 flesh of his body, the or of a, of his body, of his own body, right? This is a mashal, a a, a a a hole, an opening, let's say, of bittel, of of nullification, of nullifying himself to Hashem. Shaloi, and what's my what words did I underline? Shaloi magialoi klum. That he's got, it's not coming, it's not coming to me. So I have nothing coming to me. We've spoken about before this Indian of uh, of what is in our day and age termed entitlement, right? I deserve everything, and if I'm not getting something that 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 I deserve, then I'm protesting you, I'm canceling you, I'm doing whatever I can to 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 make to, to make it happen, right? The values of the Tam, and maybe some more traditional values. Are to are to to work hard, to persevere, to put in effort, and and to not expect everything, to not feel a sense of entitlement, to be, to be grateful. So this is the whole the 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 piercing, piercing a hole of bittel. And what's the words of Rav Kivak? Shaloi magia loi klum, right? 
I'm not entitled. I don't get anything given to me for no, for no reason. Right? I shouldn't expect things to just be given to me. V'toifer imchut av, and he sews with a thick thread, a thick thread. Okay. Just like Rabbi Nachman wrote in, in Lukutim Aran, in the second part of it, in uh, chapter 8, in the second section of Lukutim Aran, I'm, I'm going to explain this, don't worry. There's a certain type of chesed, of kindness, that, that, that comes from, that's drawn down, from the song that's going to be sung in the future. Pashut kafel meshulash umaruba. It's a sheer Pashut kafel meshulash umaruba, which means it's a song that is singled or simple, doubled, tripled, and quadrupled. Shayadei ha'toychacha ne'ima shal mechiyach haroi misnagen ha'shir al kinor shal ayin beis nimin. So it's through this. He's speaking over there about a certain ability. He says like this, just a, this is a slight side point, but it's, 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 uh, it goes together with what we're talking about. That there's an Indian to give teichacha, which means rebuke to another person. You see someone doing something, or there's something wrong with another person. Hear me out to the end of this, by the way. So you sh- there, there's an Indian to, be, to give teichacha, to give rebuke to that person, to tell them, hey, you're doing something wrong. You know, you gotta... This is what I see you're doing wrong. You've got to fix this thing. However, big however, all the, already, way back in the time of Rabbi Akiva, he said that, that if you don't know how to give Teichacha, rebuke and you do it, it's going to ruin everything. It's going to make things much worse. And Rabbi Akiva already said there's a handful of people in the world who can properly give Teichacha. Back in the time of Rabbi Akiva. Never mind now. So in a few different Torahs in, in Lukutim Rabbi Nachman talks about the way to give Teichacha is not the way we think. One of the ways he says in Torah Nun, Nun Vav, I think, Nun Zayin or Nun Vav, is that, is that it's through an aspect of, of a certain type of self-perfection, let's say, or working on oneself and learning in a certain way and drawing a certain level of das onto, onto oneself, then the people around you Will will ha- will receive the teichacha without you saying a word. You'll just you'll have a positive effect on people. If you build yourself into something and you work on yourself a lot, you'll just kind of spill over. You'll just have an automatic effect on people without having to say anything to them. Because if you go and say something to them, chances are, unless you're way 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 up there, it's going to backfire. It's going to create all kinds of negative negative feelings, right? Anyway, says Rabbi Nachman in this particular Torah, Torah eight. In the second section of Lukutim Aran, he says over there that um, that that there's going to be a certain a certain teichacha that takes place in those times only by certain holy people, but through this song in the future. This is the famous song that that, that Rabbi Nachman talks about. Like in the future, when times of Mashiach, there's going to be a song that is sung, and this song is going to fix everything up, right? And the song is single, doubled. Tripled and and um, quadrupled, and it is played on this. It's going to be played on a seventy-two string harp. Seventy-two string harp. 
So 72 is Ayin Beis. This is Gematra Ayin Beis, which is one of Hashem's names. But it's also this word that we're saying for, for a chut av, a th- thick thread that the, that, the, that the shoemaker has to use. Av. It's a chut av. So this, in the future, in this time, when there's this time of perfection, it's going to be a, a harp that's made of av, ayin beis, chutin. 72 strings, right? So where does, this, where does this song come from? And where does the 72 come from? If you take Hashem's name... And you and you Vavke, and you start it, and you say first first pashat, simple one yud. Now you go kaful, which is double two, yud hey. Now you go mshulish, which is three yud hey and vav, and then you do merubah, which is four, yud hey and vav and hey, right? So you have that. That's one. That's one plus two is three. Plus three is six. Plus four is ten. Letters, and those mm-hmm. letters all together mm-hmm. are the gematria of seventy-two. So there's going to be some type of amazing sheer nigun that's going to be sung with these letters of Hashem's name. Happens to be, it seems to be anyway. I don't. This is not a thing, you know. The the those group of reservoirs that are called nanach, right? So they're like a a cool group of people. It's not really my style, but uh, mm-hmm. but um, anyway, this is the thing that they sing: is they take Rabbi Nachman's name, right? Nun Ches Mem Nun. It's a four-letter name, and they start. They do the same thing: Na, Nach, Nachma, Nachman, Na Na Nachman, Nachman Meuman. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's also it's the same Pashut, Kafel, Meshulash, and Meruba. Oh, that's what they do. But that's not what Rabbi Nachman said at all. Rinachman said, using the name of Hashem is going to be the song. And it comes out to 72, which is Ayan Bez, which is Av. And in our story, Rabbi Nachman wrote that he uses a chut Av. He didn't do that by mistake. Rabbi Nachman did not do that by mistake. The same two words for the strings of a harp and the number of strings on that harp of, of perfection, right? That harp is the song of a shir of Hashkacha of seeing, what are we going to see then in the future? We're going to see, the whole world is going to see Hashem, clearly. Rabbi Nachman says in, in, that, in that Torah also, Torah Ches, in the second section of the Kutu Moran, that after, in that time, <coughs> that it's not going to just be Eretz Yisrael anymore. It's going to be, the whole world is going to have the existence of Eretz Yisrael. The whole entire world. Why? Because Eretz Yisrael is the place of Hashkacha, of divine providence. It's called the Eretz Asher Ene Hashem Ba. Talmud, Hashem's eyes are always on it, and so and so the sense of of Hashkacha Pratis, of seeing Hashem's hand in everything, is very powerful in Eretz Yisrael. Well, in the future, after Mashiach comes, and this this song of Hashkacha is going to be sung, the whole world is going to see very clearly Hashem in everything. The whole world is going to be Eretz Yisrael. Interestingly, someone once told me, an Israeli. Who, a religious Israeli who moved out of Israel, they said they found it very hard to live there and you know their kids were, were like more kind of soft. They weren't like very uh, aggressive and very whatever. And, they, and this person said that it was hard for them and for their kids to live in Israel because Israel is a very intense place. So this lady told me that, that she took comfort in hearing that in the future the whole world is going to be Eretz Israel, So they could live outside of Eretz Israel and still and still be part of Eretz Yisrael. Anyway, another side point. Okay, you with me? Up until, up until this point? 
This shear that will burst forth, the song that will burst forth in the future. Simple, double, tripled, and quadrupled. This is the aspect that Rabbi Nachman says in this thing of the thick strings. The chut string of Ayin Beis 72. What does it mean? It means our working, our doing what we need to do within obvious. Of means thick. And, and when we use this word of, 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 of thickness, we're referring to like, like lower down into the world. Not up in the high area where, where things are idle, are very fine and refined. But right down in the trenches where things are, are difficult and we get dirty. That's the place of obvious, of thickness or some, you might say, coarseness. Right? So it's, it's this type of avoida besoich obvious v'hagashmius. Within physicality and, and coarseness. It's not honorable work. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not always nice. Right? The shoemaker is sitting there working with leather and tanning and dyeing and working hard and he's, he's, he's not making as much money, but he's doing it. It's not, a, it's not a glamorous job. Right? But he does it. This is what it refers to. This, this chut of working in, in the trenches. And I know, I know everybody here, right? Most, most people on, online also. Everybody is working in the, trenches, in the trenches in some way. We're all slugging it out and doing what we can to work hard in the place that we find ourselves, right? And it's not easy. This is the avoider we're talking about. Like, like there's many stories by the Balshemtiv. About one of the group who did some type of very simple avoidah and it saved everybody, right? The famous story of, of the Baal Shem Tev when he was trying to get to Eretz Yisrael and he didn't make it, right? So in one part of the story, when they're attacked by a group of cannibals, a tribe of cannibals, and, and they're, they're imprisoned, they're tied up, and, and no one knows what to do, and the Baal Shem Tev says, I don't know a single thing right now. Like they're asking him, Rebbe, help us. And he's like, I don't, I don't know anything right now. And he said to one of his chassidim who was with him, do you know anything right now? And he said, all I can think of right now is Aleph Beis. And so the Baal Shem Tov said, say the Aleph Beis. So he started just saying, Aleph, Beis, Gimel. Oh, this is it. This is avoid, simple, simple avoida. And through this, depending on the, on the version of the story, they heard a bell from afar and a wagon came and some say that it was Malachim, angels on the wagon, and it scared away the, the cannibals and they were saved. However it happened. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the great greatness of the Baal Shem Tov as in his intellect and his tremendous spiritual power that saved the day. It was someone doing something simple, saying olive base that saved the day. The, the, the Baal Shem Tov has many stories like this. This is our avoida. This is our work in the world. Is to do what there is in our ability to do. At every moment, always. Just what we're able to do. That's it. Just do what we're able to do. Oid nol. Oid nol. One more little hole. One more little hole in the leather. One more little bit of bitol. One more little bitol. Kama vakama. Sa'ariz vechutim. A hair here. A string here. Kefi yechotoit. According to our ability. Ad shenois. Listen to this. Listen to this line. <laughs> Noel, we said, is, is piercing a hole. And we said it's like an Ephes, it's like a nothing. 
You just made a hole in something. It's, it's a nothing. I did one zero over here, one nothing over here, one nothing over here. I'm lining up a bunch of zeros, right? This is my work. This is what I'm able to do. This is what it seems. Have you ever felt this? That it seems like I'm just lining up zeros? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm working. For how long now? Months? Years? And it's not coming to fruition. I'm just lining up zero after zero after zero. What am I doing? We're, we're, we're tempted to think. I'm not accomplishing anything. So he says, this is our avoida, is to do, line up, zero after zero after zero. Ad shenoisaf mispar echad liyad kol Until finally I'm able to draw a number one beside all of those zeros that I, that, that I wrote. All of those zeros that I did. Something's going to come together eventually. I'm going to see that all those things that I thought were zeros were just adding up the, big, the biggest number that I could imagine. And all of a sudden, all those zeros become, become myriad, become tens of thousands. Because the whole building of the whole world is connecting little tiny things together. Right? Chutin, strings, saras, hairs together. <coughs> so, what a tremendous, unbelievable lesson to start off with today. Right? This is the work that he's telling us over here. This is why it's chut av. It's us working through our coarseness. Working through the difficult times. Right? Doing things where it seems like I'm spinning my wheels. It seems like I'm just doing nothing over and over again and things aren't coming to fruition. I'm stuck in the same place. For how long do I have to be stuck? Right? So he's telling us, Rabbi Nachman is telling us something amazing. It's not what you think. This is how you build yourself. This is how you build the world. The whole world is built with little connections of hair breaths and chutin, little strings together. Right? If we look under a microscope, he doesn't say this, but if you look under a microscope, what are you going to see? You're going to see how everything is like atoms are bound together with little things. Everything is, every, everything on a microscopic level is just tiny little connections, right? And we think that if we don't do the big thing that everyone sees, that we're a failure, right? Remember he told us earlier that one of the negative traits of the, of the Chacham is that he, he only does things if they're, if they're loud, if they make a big splash, if everyone sees it. Right, and we think this is what this is what we need to do in the world. I need to do something so that people will see and recognize, and I'll get the most followers and the most likes, and I'll have the most plaques in the building with my name on them, whatever it is. Right? He's saying you got it all wrong. <laughs> Just keep keep doing what's in within your ability to do. Another point of stay in your lane. Just what what can I do right now? Not what am I not able to do? Not how am I failing compared to someone else? What tomorrow? can I do? I can't go into work tomorrow for whatever reason? Okay. That's what Hashem wants. What can I do? I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> but something. I'm going to figure out something that I can. that's within my ability to do. And then that little thing and this little thing and that little thing, all those things that are so small that they feel like zeros are all going to come together and show me something amazing. I'm reading every word of this, of this uh, commentary, by the way, this time because it's so fantastic. You have something to say? I was just going to say, it, it also aligns with and also starting fresh each day. So not only can you not do it, but right. you have the ability to start fresh at right. any moment. Very and good. I think that all that combined yeah. 
hundred percent. Give you the like calmness to know. Yep. It's all okay. Mamish, very good. Yeah, we had that last week, right? Yeah. That uh, he said, "Ki amitas tamimus avoida." The, the the truth the true aspect of of tamimistic of 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 the the work of simplicity is only through many many new beginnings but it's interesting too the computers and technology is all built on ones and zeros yeah interesting actually very interesting velachen asak im ha i don't know what this means but chut of bechinas Hakinor del Asi. This is talking about the harp that's going to be played in the future. Im ayin base with the with the seventy two strings. Litfor mim minalim liyachid haolim beemtsa toifsim. And he's 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 sewing together the the pieces of the world. He's 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 helping Hashem with creation, right? Ubeemtsa toifsim. And and in the middle he grabs a hold achila toifsim achila. He grabs a little piece of bread. He grabs an achila and he grabs food to eat. What does that mean? A person can take from this chius, life force, enlivenment, right? He didn't just tell us as a, as a, as a stupid detail. He's not trying to fill space over here. Ibn Akhmiya writes this and tell us that from within this work of, of slugging it out in the trenches and just doing what he's able to do, that oh, he, has, he has to just grab his bread at that point. He's not just telling us a little fact. He's telling us that, that, that what's bread? Bread is the source of life. Bread is our sustenance. So that the Tam, when he's doing this avoida of just doing what I'm able to do right now with no splash in the world, no fanfare, I'm just doing what I'm able to do, good things that I'm able to do. You know what that, you know what, I can, if, I, if I know that I'm doing the right thing, from that I can take chius. I can be enlivened. I can take inspiration from this. And know that I'm doing the right thing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, it's amazing. Baruch Hashem. Ani toifer umamshich eschut ha'ayin beiz l'chol makom namuch shenim zaboy. Baruch Hashem. I'm able. Hi guys. I'm able to sew this thread of seventy-two strings, this thick thread of seventy-two strings, into the lowest places and pull something amazing out of there. Baruch Hashem. I was I was able to go to such a place so low into such obvious and gashmias that I can pull something out from there. Not everybody is able to do such a thing. This can give a person inspiration and strength. Because even after all the wisdom in the world, all of the, 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 the people who got it all figured out, <laughs> and and they're so smart and they have everything figured out and what, what to do the only success in Avodah Hashem is going to come without Chachmak whatsoever how many times have you seen a person I don't know but I've seen it a lot how many times have you seen a person who is such a person who's like I got it all figured out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to every time someone says something like this to me I start to cringe and I I, I don't know what to say I, I've, I've heard people say these words like, like, well, I know that this is what has to be. As soon as I hear someone say that, like my soul <laughs> cringes up inside me. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say you got it all figured out and this is what you have to do. Like, Hashem's going to knock you down very soon. I don't say this usually to people, but, <laughs> but, but, but just don't. Don't, don't. don't be so sure. This, this I do say. Don't be so sure because you know what happens when a person thinks like that and thinks they got it all figured out? 
the mamish they're going to get knocked down and knocked down and knocked down until there's no more chachma left. And then they start to see tremendous success in Avodah Hashem. Things start to work. Things start to come together. Not just Avodah Hashem, in life in general. Right? But this is when it happens, he's saying over here. The famous thing about the Baal Shem Tev, at the end of his days, the end of his life, he said, he said, did he say the whole thing here? Yeah. After all of the levels that he attained, um, I'm, I'm like a child, and I, and I believe I have a Muna. I'm like a child with a Muna. That's what the Baal Shem Tev said about himself. Right? So Rabbi Nachman is giving us here a, a wondrous mashal, a wondrous uh, parable here, story. Example, the Neira, who kishala atzmoi ikri Yeshua seinu, and this 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 mashal on its own is our Yeshua is what's going to save us. Hagam shaloi hayachacham, even though yeah, you're right, I'm not a chacham like like Rabbi Nachman. Who also a super as a mashal and he wrote this story. Ki ein hatzola bezeh olam, ve ein lahisyare sheishar b'tmimusay. There's nothing that's going to save us in the world, and there's no way we're going to remain with b'tmimus. Ki harisium. We're not going to just remain staying a tam, meaning someone who, who's simple, who doesn't have deep understandings. Right? This is what he's saying over here. I didn't say it so clearly. Nothing else is going, to, is going to save us, is going to give us our success. And we're not going to remain just, just on a simple level for our whole lives. Right? The end of the story tells us. The Tam, who's the simple one, who's not, who, because he's simple, he can't even be a good shoemaker at this point. But because he continues on every day doing good things that he's able to do, right? That alone is what, is what allows Hashem to, to raise him up step by step. So we think, we think the only way that I'm going to get through life and I'm going to be successful and things are going to go well is if I figure it all out. And I, I do all the mental, exhaustive work and do, right? Rabbi Nachman is telling us that's not what's going to happen. That's for a person who has no amuna. A person who has amuna says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see where Hashem put me today. And today I'm going to do good things that I'm able to do. And from there, Hashem is going to take those good things that I did and He's going to raise me up one level. And then I'm going to have other good, good things to do on that level. And they're not going to make a big splash in the world. And they're not going to... They're not going to trend and, and get all the likes and all of that, right? There's no, no YouTube play button coming for, for, for our work, right? However, Hashem's going to give us step by step. He's going to raise us up, raise us up until at the end, we, we're on the level that the Chacham wanted to be, right? The, 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 the Tam in the story, he becomes a leader, a political leader. He becomes an, uh, a person with a powerful intellect, he becomes a, someone who, who, who sustains a whole country, right? And how did he do it? He just kept, kept on going in this way of tamimus, of simplicity. Okay, so this, is, this we're taking from, from, that, from that lesson in the Kuti Moran. Let's, let's, let's go to the next, the next section now. Time when he would pierce a hole with the with the AWL all in the leather, and he would put the needle in and out with the thick thread, sewing the thing just like the way shoemakers do. 
He says something funny here, but it's, uh, I'm not going to say it. Okay. So he brings like this from the Zohar Kodesh. So this is all Aramaic, so I'm not going to read this whole thing out, but I'll read parts of it, and we'll, we'll see what it says over here. This is from the Zohar Kodesh, Chelik Beis, Samach Beis, Amad Beis. Ve'inun deloi ishtakhu b'nei mehemunusa. These, that are not, that are people who don't, who don't, who don't have emuna. People who don't have emuna. Makasiv bahu, what is it written about such people? Torah says, Shatu ha'am velaktu. So here, got this over here, ready to go. This is uh, in the uh, Bemidbar, Bemidbar um, Yud Aleph, Pazaches. Shatu ha'am velaktu. So the, this is talking about when the man, the manna, would fall down. So Shatu ha'am velaktu means that they would stroll out, they would go out walking and collect it. But this, this paragraph is talking about the ones who were complaining about, about the man and that they, they missed the food that they had in Mitzrayim, right? So they would go out and collect it. And they would grind it in millstones. Or they would uh, pulverize it in a mortar and pestle. Um, and, they, and they would cook it. They would make it into cakes. And its taste was the taste of dough with oil. Oily dough. Interesting Pasuk, right? Did you ever think about it? <laughs> That's what the Pasuk says. And these were the complainers, by the way. Do you remember that we've heard, I'm sure everyone's heard, the famous idea that the man would taste like whatever you wanted to taste like. And then maybe it was dependent, I've heard also before, that it was dependent on your spiritual level. <laughs> So if you were if you were a person of strong emuna and a, a good person, your man could taste like, you name it. I don't know. Yeah, a big thick steak, <laughs> or whatever you guys like. I don't know. Ice cream. Yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate. What else we got here? Yeah. Chip. Potato chips. Yeah. French fries. Okay. Okay. Let's calm down, everybody. We're getting uh, we're getting off track here. All right. <laughs> so Makasivu, Shatu Am Velaktu. My Shatu, what does Shatu mean? What does Shatu mean? Shatu means they walked. But what else does it mean? The Zoyer Akadish says, Shtusa, have a Nazvelagarmaihu. They were doing Shtusa, they were doing silliness, they were being stupid. What were they doing over here? Man Etrachlain, Kolhai, what were they putting in all this effort for? What were they, what were they, they putting in all this work for? Uh, why? Because they didn't have a Muna. Just like this, just like they did that, meaning, if they would have just done what Hashem said, they would have just, the, the man would have fallen right outside their door, they would have taken it, and eaten it with Amuna, and it would have tasted amazing, and it would have fulfilled every need physically that, that they have, it would have been mamish amazing. But these people who didn't have Amuna, those people, who didn't have Amuna, <laughs> right, so, so they, they went through all this, what are they working so hard for? What are they, they're, they're, they're taking the, the man, and now they're putting it in millstones like, like normal, regular humans have to do with this lechem in It came from heaven and it could taste like anything. And they said, no, 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 no. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to put it first in the millstones. Then I'm going to put it into a mortar and pestle and I'm going to squish it up. Then I'm going to cook it. Then I'm going to take that and form it into cakes and bake it. And now I'm going to have my oily dough. At the end, it just tastes like oily dough. You went from uh, from a thick rib steak, perfectly cooked, to, to oily dough. 
chocolate and ice cream and potato chips and everything. And now it's just it's just like I I, I worked for a whole day and I got oily dough. Uncooked challah. Right? It's not much. It doesn't sound it's not right. Inun Deloy Mahemno, this is the people this that they do not have a muna, in Hashem. They came and to, to put in so much effort to work hard. So so too, people people nowadays, regular people. There are such people that don't believe in Hashem so much. And and they're not looking to, up to him. And what do they do? They're working day and night. They're working for, they're searching for, for their food, for their parnasa, day and night. Maybe, maybe today I won't make enough. I won't have enough. Right? Meaning, like, like, you know, for better or for worse, we have a culture that likes to look long into the future. And, and, and we like to, to, to save a lot of money. We like to have retirement plans. In Canada, we have a national pension plan, right? That's in big trouble, but uh, <laughs> but 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 we have this we have this this view, and he's kind of looking down on such a view, to be honest. He's saying, "What what what are you going crazy for? Like literally, people are 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 losing their entire lives, working so hard, going so crazy for 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 a future that doesn't even exist yet." What happened to the the the, the pure simple emuna of the past? Everyone's heard, I'm sure, they say about the Chavez Chaim, that he had uh, the Holy Chavez Chaim, big tzaddik, like his Torah is with us now, every day. Mishnah Brura he wrote, and uh, everything we have from him, right? And he's universally looked upon as a tzaddik, the Chavez Chaim. Very few people like this. So he had a, had a store. He used to sell, he had like a little grocery store or whatever. And he would, this, the way they say about him was that every day he would open a store in the morning, and when he made enough, for that day, he closed the store and went and did other holy things. So day by day, he just made sure he had enough and, and there was no worry. He wasn't worried about tomorrow. He said, okay, uh, tomorrow Hashem will give me what I need. That's it. It's like, by the way, that same story that we said about the story of the Baal Shem to the journey to, to Eretz Yisrael. One of my favorite parts about that story and about the Baal Shem to, in this realm of the, just the simple emuna is that they're traveling to Eretz Yisrael and they stopped in Istanbul on Erev Pesach, right? And, and they, the only place they could find was in the stable level of an inn. So they found a place there and, and they went out, the Baal Shem Tev and his uh, student went, went out to, to the shul, to Davin and to learn whatever. And his daughter, Udal, was preparing everything for Pesach. Happened to be that at that, at that time, there was a there was a couple from Germany that was following the Baal Shem Tev on his journey. They were trying to catch up with him. A couple that was married for many years and didn't have children. And and so they were trying to catch up with the Baal Shem Tev to get a bracha from him. And so they came to Istanbul at the same time and they saw this Jewish girl who was doing laundry by the river, cleaning their clothes. And they said, we're looking for the Baal Shem Tev. And he's, she says, like, yeah, that's my father. He's coming back soon. They go back to the hotel. Wealthy couple from, from Germany. So they say, oh, well, we rented out the whole top floor of this inn. So bring all your stuff up and we'll provide. We have all food, the whole Seder. We have all the Pesach food already for the Seder tonight. Right? And so, um, so the Baal Shem Tev and his student come back. 
and they're led up to this to this place up and the Balshemtiv walks up to his spot on the table and sits down and just starts leading the Seder as if like nothing happened. <laughs> like no not surprised, no nothing. Right? Why? Because the Balshemtiv lives in a way that he knows with hundred percent certainty that Hashem's gonna give him what he needs. No surprise, no nothing. Don't worry, at the end of the story, or at the end of the Seder, he thanked them profusely, and he gave them a bracha, and they had a, they had a, a child the following year. Great story. There's a lot more to that story. But the main thing we're saying over here, just like the Chavez Chaim, he worked that day, and then when the day was finished, and then the next day started, he wasn't worried what's going to be the next day. He didn't try to stay open as many hours as he could, so he could... You know, expand to three new locations and uh, and uh, you know franchise out and 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 do whatever he he had to do so he can build an empire of little corner shtetl stores, right? Yeah, right. And and then you know make millions of dollars. So whatever. I'm not saying it's wrong to 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 try to make a lot of money and to do well. I promise you, I'm not saying that. But there's certainly something that that is lost over there. And there's certainly something amazing about living in such a way that, that I have a Muna, that Hashem is going to give me what I need. And I just have to do what I have to do today. I just have to do what I need to do today, what Hashem put me here for. So, Mashen Kane, what do, what do many people do? Is they don't make millions and millions of dollars, but they act like they are. <laughs> Meaning, life becomes work. And it takes over everything. And, and I, 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 I become a person of terrible stress and terrible worry. And my relationships suffer. And everything suffers, right? Because I'm trying so hard. I'm putting in so many hours. And how many times have we said it? What do they say at the end on the deathbed? They don't say, I wish I spent more time in the office. Right? So I'm told. Right? People wish they had spent more time with their wonderful boys and and they wish they spent more time connecting with family and and doing good things doing meaningful things helping people doing good things right those are the things that a person remembers and and give a person a, a sipuk a sense of accomplishment and well-being at the end of their lives right but we don't act like that we just we work really hard and we get super stressed we're acting like like we're trying like 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 we don't have a mona uh, that's judging us favorably. We're acting like we don't have a Muna. <laughs> right? So somewhere in the middle there, there's a, there's a way to work and be normal in our current society and still have a Muna and not go too crazy and make sure to make time for things and still have a pension or a, or a lot of RSPs or if you're in America, 401Ks, whatever they call them in Israel, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is. Okay. Man garim lahai. Man garim lahai. What causes a person to behave in such a way? Talav inun b'nei memnusa. Says the Zohar Kadesh. It's because they do not believe in Hashem. That Hashem runs everything. And it's because of this that the nation went out and strolled, walked around, searching for more man. They weren't happy with just with what was there. And they went through and did all of the work and they ground it and they punched it down and they cooked it and they baked it and they did everything, right? We have to be involved. We have to do something. If I don't put all my energy into, into the, my only form of sustenance, 
then, right, then it's not going to work. It's the opposite of the amuna of the man. And it just tasted like 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 oily bread. That's it. What caused this? The fact that they didn't have a muna. Says the Zohar Kodesh. This is the avoida of a person during the the days of the week, meaning the not not Shabbos day, not Shabbos, is to is to go down into the realm of shtus, of, of silliness, of stupidness, into this thing that we have to do, of masan matan, of doing business. Or I have to run, or I have to go, I have to run to, to get to koilol in time, I have to take care of errands. If I'm doing all these things with, quote-unquote, chachma, by the way, the term that I, I, I've been looking for a term throughout this whole thing for this Chachma. And uh, we're going to term it now toxic wisdom. <laughs> toxic wisdom, right? If you're going through this whole thing we're doing with this toxic wisdom, I, I, what am I doing? Why do I have to chase so much? Why do I have to do this? How has it come to me to like this? That I have to go through so much effort. Why, Hashem, are you doing this to me? That I have to be so busy and I have to have so many stresses. Why are you doing this to me, Hashem? Right? This is the toxic wisdom. That the stuff that I find myself doing, I'm, wonder, I'm asking Hashem, why are you doing this to me? Aval hatam. But the tam, what does the tam do? Even when he doesn't have time to eat, he's full of simcha. Even if he's in a time where he doesn't have time or strength or brain power, he knows that he's just making another, he's making another ephes, another hole in the shoe. And his avoida, the whole purpose of my avoida is to just do one more thread of holiness. I'm just doing one more threading. This is the main aspect of what we're supposed to do. One more word, one more speech, one more, one more expression of the mercy of Hashem. One more time where I'm in a difficult spot. And I just say, okay, I'm going to be makabah bahava. I'm going to accept it with love from Hashem. One more, one more, one more nice speech. One more expression of thank you to Hashem. One more makabah bahava. Bli seichel, without trying to figure it all out and make sense of it. Rak b'tamimus, just with tamimus simplicity. I'm telling you, I have like a few people that, that that I know and I deal with, and they're they're just it's like never ending. They can't get out of this. They can never break out. Chas I shouldn't say such a thing. It's very hard for some people to break out of always looking and saying, why is this happening to me? Why does Hashem make making this happen? Why can't I, I, should I really do this? Right, like I know a person who just, who just had a certain thing offered to them and they've been looking for something for months and months and months. And finally something was offered to them. And they're trying to find every possible way to not accept it. 
wonderful person. <laughs> wonderful person, but a very big struggle over here, right? This is toxic wisdom. I'm going to try and figure out exactly why I know that this m- might not be right for me. As opposed to being like, wow, finally. Something, a job, something. A spouse, whatever. Whatever it is that we're looking for, right? So, yeah. Just a second, where are we? Yeah. Hashem is Hu HaMelech, V'uman Hegoisi, B'derech HaYashar. He's the king, he's putting me on the right path. V'kach Boinim Esana'al. And that's how you build this shoe of the lower world. The shoe represents the lowest of the body, the lower world that we're working in. This is how we build ourselves up. Even though the work is difficult. And the work... You guys got to listen to this. This is like... Uh, this is surprising. My job is hard. And my job is preventing me from learning and davening properly. I, I didn't say this. This is Rav Kivak. But this is what I'm able to do right now. If only, oh, I could, I could have a million dollars, right, today, so I could just learn and daven, and that's it. That's all I'd have to do. First of all, good luck, it's not easy, right? But, 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 but if only this, if only that, my job is so hard, I can't learn properly, I can't daven properly. No, that's what you're supposed to do right now. This is what I'm able to do. And in this, I'm going to prosper. This is my truth right now. Is that I have to work at this job and it's not easy. And, and, or I have to not work at this job right now. And it's not easy. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing right now. That's all I can do. And you know what? I'm going to prosper by doing this. By doing this with Simcha. Hashem Yazor... Hashem's going to help me and I'm going to, I'm going to move up. I don't have the time right now to figure out how can I become a bigger lamdan. How can I become more of a chacham? Right? I have to do what's in front of me right now. And he's not broken from this. He's not depressed from this. He's mamish at the height of Simcha. Because a person knows, today I'm doing the true, the true thing that I'm able to do today. I'm doing what Hashem put me here to do today. So you're going to say to me, well, wait a second. It sounds to me like you're saying that you shouldn't try too hard to move ahead from where you are right now. You might be saying that. <laughs> might really be saying that why <laughs> because it's a, it, there's a certain there's an aspect that he's talking about over here of of accomplishing the task at hand first right it doesn't mean you're not going to go higher you're not going to grow you're not going to get a better job you're not going to get more money and more ability to learn and dive in okay that's going to come probably right but no one's going to get there just by hating where they are right now and, and only like trying to figure out how can, I, how can I skip ahead over to there. There's a certain aspect of saying, no, you know what, I'm going to do what I can to be successful right now. And through whatever I build right now, that's going to that's gonna catapult me up to the next level. <laughs> yeah. 
it's funny because you know we, we've said up until now I think we're still saying it the whole life of the Tam doesn't mean not to have any aspirations doesn't mean we don't try to grow it just means that we're, we're focusing we're, we're, we're not hating where we are and we're still accomplishing where we are right now but I just want to say there is an aspect of, of really like not looking too much past today there is such an aspect I'm not really sure yet. Acceptance. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, just just I, I, Hashem put me here to do something today, so I'm going to do it today, and if I do it well, it's going to lead me to something tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then that thing that I have tomorrow, I'm going to also do really well, right? It's like it's like interesting, you know. Th- think about someone. You boys are in school of some type, right? So you got to go to school every day. Are you in uh, high school, university, right? high school? Okay, so you got to go to school. I mean, when school starts again. And, and you got to go every day, and you go to class, right? If every day you're just thinking, like, I'm going to become a doctor. I don't know. I don't know if you want to be a doctor. Whatever you want. Yeah, you want to be a doctor. I'm going to become a doctor. And all I want to do is think about being a doctor and how to deal with patients, and I'm going to watch all the doctor TV shows, and I'm going like, to, like, only learn medical things, and, and, and right? So you can't, it's not going to work. You've got you to gotta do high school first. And if you do well in high school and you really try, if you do well today, so then, you know, and like, you know how it is in school, they, things often build one on another, but you have to do well on, on, on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you'll have an opportunity to take from Tuesday and, and, and move further. And there's a certain aspect of, of really not, not thinking too much about where I'm going to be a year later. I'm just doing well today. You know, we have a Muna in our school system and the curriculum that if I do well today, they'll, you know, tomorrow, I'll have another thing to do well at, and, and I'll keep building. So maybe what we're saying is, have emun and Hashem. I'm going to do well today. And then we'll see where, where tomorrow I'll have a new opportunity to do well, based on, based on what happened today, right? Yeah, you have a job. I know, I have to plan all the time. I'm, I have to think about, you know, in, in, in winemaking, I have to think about when's the harvest going to be and how many tanks have to go. And it's, it's very complicated. I have to think a lot in, the, in, in advance. But that's my job today, is to make that plan. Right? Okay, a lot to think about. A lot to think about. Whew. Okay, next step. This is also a super geschmack one here. Um, I see we're not going to get nearly as far as I thought today. But Okay, his minhag was, that of the tam. His minhag was, his custom was. Shaya tamid besimcha. Tamid besimcha he was always in great super simcha. Always. That was his custom. simcha tamid. He was only filled with simcha always. And he had all the types of food he wanted, all the types of drinks he wanted, and all the types of clothing he wanted. And as we know from the story, he was he was dirt poor. And he only had bread and there was only one garment that the whole family shared. But this is how, this is how he felt. So listen to this interesting, very, some very interesting stuff over here. So therefore, his minig, his custom was to be always besimcha. What does it mean? What's a minag? He's going to say it a little bit later, but like in, we have Jewish minhagim, customs, right? It's different from, let's say, what we call halacha. 
Halacha means there's a certain thing in Jewish law that you have to do. Right? And we know why. The Gemara, we see in the Gemara, the Torah tells us, whatever it is, we have a source. And the Halacha is paskin, is decided by, by the great sages. This is what we do, and it's a Halacha. So what's a minag? A minag is something that we do, and there's, there's not necessarily really a reason for it. Right? It's something that there's not a, a solid chain, a halacha, to do it. But this is minag Yisrael. Right? This is what, this is what Jews do. It's a minag, right? The, they say that yarmulke, wearing yarmulke is, is minag Yisrael. There's no place in the Torah that it says, that it says that thou shalt put on a yarmulke. Right? So, many things are like this. But, and, and in halacha, by the way, very often, when there's a minhag that was accepted by all of Klai Yisrael, it has a higher status than, than halacha. Because when, when all of Klai Yisrael accepts it, it's not, usually in, in halacha there's debates, and people don't agree, and there's different opinions, right, ever. But when something's accepted by Klai Yisrael, it becomes on a very, very high level, like national prophecy, that this is what, this is what God wants, right? But point being, minag means it's something that, that does not necessarily make sense. I don't necessarily have an exact reason why I do it, right? Meaning what? Being basimcha for him was not something that was a reaction that only if something makes me really happy, then I'll be happy. Or, you know, I have to think about it. And No, it's a, my minig is to be happy. Is there a reason for it? Is, there, is it dependent on certain circumstances? No. Nope. I'm going to be besimcha. Happiness is a choice. Right? This was his minig. He didn't allow his chachma, his wisdom, his toxic wisdom, to draw him into pain and suffering and bitterness. He built for himself a new custom, a new minig. To draw onto himself always another thread, thick thread, that thread of the seventy-two. Lasa is to build this shoe for this this place for Hashem in the lower world. A a sweet shoe. <laughs> right, we said before the Indian of the shoe represents like the lowest part of a person or the lowest part of existence. Hashem didn't didn't, didn't create us and this world so that we could be like the angels, way up in Shemayim, where everything's bright and clear. He created us so that we go down into the lower places, and we go towards difficult, and in that place we can reveal Hashem there, that only we can do. No angel can do that. Even, it's hard to say, but Rabbi Shemayim Morgenstern will say like this, even Hashem can't really do that without us. It's a wild statement. So building a sweet shoe for Hashem, the shoe is the bottom, the shoe is, 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 is in the lowest. How good and beautiful and pleasant is it that I merited to be able to say one bracha to Hashem today? Even though I messed up the words a little bit. How sweet and beautiful is it that I was able to do such a thing? That's why... Rabbi Nachman called it a minig. Because the main, listen to this one, the main difference between the chacham and the tam is to do with simcha. That's the main difference between the two. The chacham always asks, why should I be happy? 
What is there that should make me happy? He's looking for things to make him happy. But the Tam, no, the Tam has a custom, has a minig. To be happy without asking for something to be happy with. Just to be besimcha. Like we already said. A minig, what does it mean? It means a decision to live in a certain way without researching for the root and the reason for this type of behavior. Just doing it. Right? Like Nike. Just do it. Just be besimcha. And it's, this is the way that the time is able to stand up to all the tests. So when his wife asks him, his wife asks him, by the way, we're going to get to maybe the next couple of weeks. Why is it, husband, that all the other shoemakers sell their shoes for three times the amount that you sell yours? Right? What does he think at that point? It's, it's personally my favorite lesson of the whole thing. I'm not giving it away yet. But, but but what does he do? He doesn't he doesn't pay attention to it whatsoever. He doesn't bother him. He doesn't care what anyone else is doing. He doesn't care what anyone else is doing. It's not his business. Because this is his minig. This is his the way he's decided to live his life. I'm gonna be besimcha, right? So does it ever happen to you that someone says something to you and it goes straight to your heart or straight to your back? Whatever it is, however they said it, it's a knife one way, right? It's either in the back or or, or in the heart. And and you know, the more a person has a muna, the more they're able to just like let it go. Just let it go. Or uh, even even better is to is to is to know that that person is having a hard time, and they have to they're lashing out because they're 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 really they're not doing well. So I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to let a crazy person have an effect on the way I think about myself. <laughs> right? So it's a, it's a beautiful way. We'll, we'll just finish off with this last paragraph here. Oh, here we go. This is Gishmak. And in all this, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, our holy Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman, is teaching us how to speak good, simple, pure words when we feel bitterness. Baruch Hashem, toiv limeod. Baruch Hashem, it's been good for me. Things are good for me. Ani Yehudi. I'm a Jew. Baruch Hashem, I'm a Jew. Yeshli yeladim b'cheder. I have kids in school. I have kids. I'm shortening a little bit. Whatever it is. Just to, to, to think about. There's, what, what do I have? I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have nice people around me. I have friends. I have people that care about me. I have the ability to help people every once in a while. Whatever it is. I have children. I have parents. Not everyone has any of these things. Whatever we have, to be grateful for it, to thank Hashem for it. To, to, Rabbi Nachman is teaching us how to look and, and say sweet words wherever we find ourselves. Count your blessings. Count, what? Count your, Count your blessings. blessings. So you know, when you're, like, uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're going to the fridge 
to find something for dinner and you're like, oh, there's nothing to eat. How many times do you hear, do you hear teenage boys opening the fridge and saying, mom, there's nothing to eat, right? There's bread, there's, there's peanut butter, there's eggs, there's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff, right? But it's not maybe exactly what we want at that, at that moment. But like, just imagine, imagine yourself two things. Imagine, God forbid, you're a person who's living in poverty who really opens the fridge and there's nothing there. Right? Baruch Hashem, I'm going to make a sandwich and it's going to be delicious. Imagine we're about to come up to Tisha B'av and we're going to fast for, you know, 25 hours. And at the end of that fast, I know everybody's going to do it. Some portion of the day, we're going to think about what we're going to eat after the fast. <laughs> And we're going to be very excited. Oh, I'm going to have this. I'm going to make that. It's going to be really geschmack. It's going to be good. Right? Or after Yom Kippur, you're thinking, what am I going to have? And how good is that first bite going to taste? It's water. Right? Water, coffee, whatever it is. Nice, some nice fruit right after a fast. Oh, so geschmack. Right? So imagine, imagine you come home from work and you were thinking you wanted to, you know, you know, wanted to, you wanted to have a steak. You wanted to have, I don't know, a, uh, hamburger, whatever you you want to have a good meal, and you get home and no one's home and all there is in the fridge is fruit. <laughs> fridge. Right? Just imagine for a second that first bite of fruit after a fast and it's juicy watermelon and it's filling you up. Oh, it's so amazing. It's quenching your thirst and and oh, it's so delicious. So you could you could say you know what? Okay, the food isn't here right now. They're coming back and then they're gonna bring takeout with them. But for now, oh, I'm gonna have one piece of fruit. And thank you, Hashem, it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to taste how this is so awesome, this fruit, and it's like candy that Hashem put into the world somehow. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to love it. Why? Because my minhag is to be besimcha. And whatever I see there, I'm going to love it. I'm going to be so thankful. Yeah. And through this, we can enter into the holiness of having a, f- a flavor in our t- in our prayers in our tefillah. Kama matuka Hashem. How sweet is my avoda to Hashem? Right. Imagine if you behaved like this, and and you're this person who every day you're besimcha, and you're thankful, and you were and you were appreciating what what the things that you had. You could go and start to and start to to connect to Hashem in a whole new level, and know without a doubt that Hashem thinks what you're doing is so sweet. Hashem is getting nachas from you every moment that you're behaving like this. It's going to change everything. Even though I know, okay, I went and Dava Mincha, and you know what? I was busy and I wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't think so well. Aval, what, what? Fortunate are we, how goodly is our portion. Shanisa Ketzas, that I tried a little bit to try and connect my mind to my speech in my in my in my tefillah in my mincha. I tried to connect to Hashem. Okay, it wasn't so good. I didn't do a great job. But how amazing! Baruch Hashem, I got to I got to pray to Hashem. I got to try to talk to Hashem. And through this, I can lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> he says, I can, I, can, I can remove a little bit the, the gashmias aspect of myself, the heaviness that weighs me down. 
And we're adding a little bit on, um, one more note, one more line on to this tremendous song that's going to be sung in the future when everything becomes clear and we see the Hashgach of Hashem everywhere and the whole world is like Eretz Yisrael. Right? So these are the lessons for today. What a sweet, sweet uh, set of lessons today. Powerful, powerful stuff. Any uh, comments or questions? Anybody online or in person? I have a comment. So many. What do you got, Rabbi Yaakov? Um, when you mentioned the 72, um, the 72, oh, I forget the word, um, the harp. Yeah. Se- thank you. 72 string harp. 72 string harp. The first thing that came to my mind is 72 is a, is a, is a, um, a multiplication of 18, yeah. which is chai, mm-hmm. which is life. Very good. That's that, that's one of the things we said also, right? We said that this that this person, every moment, he's taking out life. He's taking out chius. That's the word chai. Right. Right? By by doing what? By acting like this. By, by, by doing what I could do today. With a full heart, with emuna, and well and good. It's fantastic. Exactly where I'm meant to be. Yeah. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, I should say that gratification and all this like the real mucky miss there's so much mundane in our in what you do right people just forget that they don't want it they just want oh where's the good stuff where's the job right they don't want to come in and learn right bottom up this is a very it's a very different derech this derech of the tom the derech of the tom is to keep doing a bunch of things like we said just to repeat that look like zeros okay I'm doing uh, today. I have to, you know, I have to. I have to do some dirty work, and I'm gonna do it. I'm putting a zero today. I'm taking out the garbage. I'm doing this. You know, I have to, in my work. I have to get dirty sometimes. I have to. I have to do. Uh, okay, it's a zero. It's another zero. It's another zero. It's another zero. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, Hashem's gonna put. Hashem's the one. Hashem's the echad. Hashem's gonna put a one in front of those zeros, okay. and He's gonna show that those weren't nothing. That was all building something totally, totally amazing. Yeah. What a what a statement. It's yeah. like building blocks and stepping stones, and you just go from one to the other. Is that a song? Building blocks and stepping stones? It sounds oh. like. I was just about to say, it may not be, but she's going to write it. Any, anyone online have anything to add before we sign off? If not, thank you everybody for joining, and Imuta Hashem, we'll see you guys on. Great uh, class. Thank you. Thank you, Sima. Awesome, me too. <laughs> Everybody have an awesome week. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday. We're going to have Wednesday and Monday, and obviously uh, next Wednesday will be um, Tisha B'Av, so we'll, we'll, we'll miss next Wednesday. But we'll see you on Wednesday and then the following Monday. Everybody have an awesome week. Bye.